Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. This is show 51. 51 ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to this week's show and we have, as you might expect, uh, a super special guest on and you have, as you might expect, Graham and we also have, as we've been talking about for quite some time, a wrap up of this round of the Cheap's Shots challenge which is actually not as easy to say as it should be uh anyway graham how are you buddy i'm doing very well thank you aid i got my role of film developed as recently as last night um having finished it on friday this is the great thing about home developing you can really do things at the last minute so i as we were getting ready for the phone call for the um podcast this evening i was actively editing the pictures and showing them up on Flickr as we were going so yeah it was a bit rushed but i feel pretty good about this month's challenge Mm, okay all right fair <laughs> enough why don't uh, before you start being you know smug and gloating why don't you introduce our guest this week well we have got the perfect guest for judging this round of the cheap shots challenge because the choice of this month it's portrait photography so who better to get on rob hawthorne fantastic portrait photographer previous and future guest has rejoined us to cast his expert eye and then uh, point out how my pictures are better than yours rob welcome back to the show hey guys good to be back it's great to have you here. We've had great fun listening to you making all sorts of racket in the background whilst we've been getting ready. So um, we're hoping that uh, you've got all that out of your system. I'm going to try and keep it quiet. I'm keeping very still. <laughs> Sounds good. What have you been up to lately, Rob? Anything fun? I have been shooting. I've got my own personal project on the go, which you're not going to hear much about today, but you will hear about in the future. Um, rest assured, I have been busy glad to hear it because you don't, you haven't you posted a few bits up lately but not tons of stuff up on instagram mm, mm. i think yeah i've been quiet on the internet but i have tried to be a bit more busy in actual irl in real life so that's the important thing that sounds good i think you're probably doing better with that than aid nile <laughs> we're doing the opposite of that aren't we well i try to avoid real life i mean it's just like you know i don't mind being in the physical world but i wouldn't want it to get too real i mean no you know you know that it's not my sort of thing at all <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're hoping rob that you're feeling in a very um critiquing and judgmental sort of mood tonight judgmental yeah i'll be all over it yeah, yeah well that's good i mean yeah you're a londoner being judgmental just goes with goes with the postcode right so um because yeah this we've been doing this challenge now for when did we start it it was back in march wasn't it yeah but um, what year though yeah it, it was this year we're doing all right it's i think it's only been seven or eight weeks it's a bit longer than we anticipated but you know that's always the way things go and we've got a few entries for it not you know Lots of people keep saying, look, I've got a Cheap Shots Challenge camera, including Rob, I might add. Um, but then not getting around to taking pictures in time. So, you know, come on, guys. We know you've got cameras out there. Um, and we know that some people got them quite late. But uh, we can definitely do better next time, whenever that might be. Because I know that we've got um, on the forums, Gutterman was showing about his new pic- a new camera, which we talked about last week. And um, I've seen the picture of a lovely looking camera that david weeble got um so there's there's plenty of cameras out there but not enough pictures but nonetheless those that we have rob is going to be casting his expert eye over i don't know how you want to do this rob do you want to do um the non-mine and aids pictures first and then come to ours last or do you want to just 
go through the list from top to bottom and slate them all and uh, I think we should do Aid versus Graham separate to listeners entries yeah that seems, that seems like a good plan so I can yeah. take the delight in a very pure form of crushing Aid at his chosen favourite form of photography I might, say... I might cry I might cry right then Abel do you want to get this organised then Abel because you're better with lists and pointing people in the right place than me Okay, all right, let's start off. So um, I think uh, we will start off with those that have posted their Cheap Shots Challenge to Instagram. And uh, as, I, as I look through uh, our Instagram, uh, this is sort of in, in reverse order, I think, or cr- reverse chronological order. The first one we come up to is uh, Bill Lehman's photo of, uh, I'm not sure who it is, actually. Oh, it says, it says it's of Brad and Chloe. Brad sporting um, an enormous beard that would give Dave Bias a run for his money. Um, uh, and Chloe uh, less beardy, quite thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> I love this picture. Yeah. So, so yeah. Actually, actually, I do too. The two of them standing together. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, uh, with uh, a building of some sort in the background. I think. Um, um, Graham, you've you've been in touch with Bill. I think I've knew, and you under- you know what camera he's shooting on and things like that. Do you? Yes, I do. It's actually, and maybe unsurprisingly, this is a camera that I also own myself. This is um, taken with a Kodak Duoflex 2. The Duoflex is one of Kodak's 620 box cameras. Um, I'm not sure how old it is, but I'm going to guess late 50s, maybe 60s. So it's an old box camera. Um, Quite stylish, looking quite nice and small, um, but very, very basic. I think you've got one shutter speed and one, maybe two apertures to choose from. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think this is, um, well, I, I I love this shot because I've tried shooting with a Kodak box camera once before and it was a complete disaster. So um, Bill's done way better than I have. But um, anyway, over to you, Rob, for you to cast your eye over this now. We'll just go with them picture by picture. All right. Well, I, I like that one. That's a good one. The um, So Brad and Chloe, that's quite a nice picture. Scrolling down the list, there's a couple of really nice ones from C.D. Miller. And those, I guess, they're in Possible Projects, black and white. Yes. Yeah, that's those those the ones. Uh, Cole took those. I think he was um, actually uh, his wedding, wasn't it? That's where they were token aid. Is that right? You put yeah, I think so. It. Yeah, so I mean, Cole, as, as we know, uh, has a sideline uh, or becoming more of a main line actually these days in shooting weddings. Um, and I think he dared to take his cheap shots challenge to a wedding that he was actually the professional <laughs> photographer at. I think I've got that right. I may be wrong. But usually, when Cole posts pictures of, of weddings, uh, it's because he's the he's the photographer there. So. Uh, uh, yeah, quite quite a brave thing. A nice little addition yeah. to, and uh, clearly captured some. Yeah, clearly captured some pretty chirpy people. Yeah, no, I like that. I think it's good, and I think I, I, I can. I think it's plausible that you picked up a Polaroid camera for cheap. I'm not sure how how legitimate you could say that Impossible Project like is qualified for cheap shot challenge. Well, since it then, being Cole... a, at least a couple of quid a shot. Yeah, he has since then picked up a couple of significantly cheaper. Um, in fact, I think if you're looking at the Instagram thing at the moment, you can see the picture of that panoramic wide fix. He's picked that up more recently to replace the not very cheap um, camera. So, yeah, he's re- he's realised his error with that one. Yeah, those are really nice. Though. They're both really nicely framed. Um, 
Polaroid shots. And the thing is about that, they've actually been scanned with the frame on them, and and, and obviously you can see the edges of the frame because the edges are always a little bit imperfect and stuff. So there's, there's no cropping it in post. There's no sort of hiding bad framing or, or messing about with it too much because, you know, obviously there's also pretty limited um, dynamic range in the pictures. So there's not really much you can do to try and clean up or, or reframe a photo in post. So, you know, they're, they're good as they are and they are literally straight out of the um, camera, which is it's nice. Yeah. Yes, it is indeed. Right, on to the next one, which actually um, is... Uh, I think uh, there's a, a, a series of, uh, of photos here. So these are um, uh, from Zach Ribbing. And we've spoken about these photos before, I think, on the show. These are uh, Zach wearing a strange horse's head and, and taking photographs of himself relaxing in the countryside. Um, it says here uh, his re he used his recently purchased uh, $4 Minolta XGA. Um, I have no idea what a Minolta XGA is. So, Graham, do you know what one of those is? Um, it's a sort of late entry um, SLR, sort of one of the later ones pre-digital. Um, just a nice, simple, well, competent <laughs> SLR. Um, but, yeah, one of the ones that you see a lot of kicking around the plastic SLRs. You can get pretty darn cheap these days. Okay, so um, uh, right. Well, uh, over to Rob then. Rob, what do you think of these ones? <laughs> I like these. They're, I mean, they're totally mad. I don't know what the horse thing is. The horse head mask. I feel like I've seen it for years. I've got no idea what it means or what it's about. Um, there's one picture I really like. Um, just how many pictures is it? One, two, three, four. The sixth picture. Uh, you can actually see him knocking on a door of a. I guess what looks like a fairly old farm. So I like that just because, I mean, if you open the door to that, I don't know. That's just a very surreal. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if it, if it counts as a portrait. It's a picture of a person, definitely. Um, they've got a horse's head on. So um, what's what? Um, give me the uh, help me understand how the sort of the differentiation is with that. Then, as you see it, between a picture of a person and a portrait. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you really get into it, I think, you know, a lot of people would, including myself, would say like, okay, I take pictures of, of deliberate pictures of people and I, you know, I, I want to get them nicely posed in a nice setting and stuff. So that's a portrait photographer. But if you're, on the other hand, if you really get down to it, you're saying, okay, I'm taking a portrait of someone. I think you're, you know, the aim is to capture them somehow, capture a moment of them, but it also should be representative of them. Um, I guess how that relates to this is it's a guy with a horse's mask on, so I've got no idea what he looks like. I mean, but uh, I mean, at least you can see that he's got a funny, <laughs> twisted sense of humour, for one thing. I mean, we're not sure it's a mask. He might. That's well, he might actually have a horse's head, yeah. Um, but I mean, he's, he's either knocking on someone's door with a horse's head or he's pretending to do it. And either way, um, it's obviously likes to shock people and freak them out a little bit. So <laughs> I, get, I guess that's him. He's captured himself in that picture. We yeah, have got, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it all back. It's a great portrait. We have got another um, Cheap Shots Challenge entry on Instagram, which I missed earlier. And that's um, one from Rachel um, from Little Vintage Photography. So that's. Uh, I don't know whether you can see that one, Rob, but that's the couple in the woodland scene. <laughs> Wasn't under that tag. Yeah, that's nice. That's a nice picture. 
Okay, right, moving on. We've got some uh, some special uh, super blurry ones next, I think, um, uh, from Neil Piper, um, who uh, I remember some of these were taken at the uh, the photography show that we went to a few weeks back uh, where Graham and I met up with Neil and, and had a good tour around all the kit and uh, Graham and Neil hoovered up all of the second-hand cameras at the place. <laughs> um, but this uh, Neil had with him that day a, uh, a Zenit uh, pinhole slr or pinhole conversion slr i suppose he, he'd, he'd made it himself and uh yeah he was he was um quite uh footloose and fancy free with it he was quite happy to handhold you know uh exposures for many seconds at a time so that yeah, hence some of these images come out slightly abstract <laughs> that's great because this is this is part of the work that um neil's actually doing for his degree isn't it this is part of his degree so he's been really getting into the whole pinhole stuff lately i mean i obviously i'm biased i love this kind of (laughs) blurry crazy stuff that's going on but uh yeah it's good but does it make for good portraits i suppose is the question we have to ask Uh, i think they're really nice pictures um i don't know if you've heard of uh there was kind of a, a movement of photography in Japan, I'm uh, talking about decades ago, uh, called Are Bure Bokeh, like out of focus, blurry, grainy, black and white pictures. I think these pretty much fall into that, maybe even slightly more blurry. I, I think they're really, aesthetically, they're really nice. I think if we're judging them on their merits as being portraits, one of them I really like is there's obviously a chap driving a car and you see a sort of blurry impression of his face and his arm and not much else. That's the only one that's really clearly a person. I suspect that's Neil himself, actually, because he has a mm. habit of sticking in his camera in his car. Mm. Yeah, I like it. It's really nice. So moving over to uh, pixelated photography, we have an entry from Jonas uh, from Sweden, um, otherwise known as uh, Colin Matorn on Instagram, I think. Um, uh, but Jonas has actually entered uh, four, five, five photographs, maybe four, five photographs um, that actually uh, look like they've been taken with a proper camera, which surely, Graham, is some kind of cheating, isn't it? <laughs> These are all proper cameras, Aidan. I think they'd all be very hurt and upset to hear you slandering their good name. Um, but I think the camera that Jonas has actually used for this is the um, Russian Fed 2 rangefinder that he picked up recently. Um, uh, but yeah, these are cracking shots. I think it's not so much the camera, it's the photographer that's done a really great job with these shots. Um, lovely pictures of uh, his son um, I, I really love the one of him um, looking along a sort of window and it's a reflected picture I love that shot um, and some um, great pictures of his, his boss as well which <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah he taking pictures and it's yeah some really good pictures of, of, of his uh, boss as well um, yeah very impressive I, I really like the first picture of his boss that's a very you know, very serious, very atmospheric picture, for sure. And also, the, the, yeah, the first picture of his son is really nice as well. There's a nice kind of use of the glass and there's a little reflection there. There's obviously something going on, you know. It's, I don't think it's posed. I think there's, you know, there's actually some action going on there that's being captured, which is really nice. I, I love with that one. It's actually... 
there are three refle- or two reflections because it's on actually on either side of his head. It's uh, yeah, nice. I really like that. Okay, cool. Well, great. Now, so uh, over now then to our Flickr group uh, where we have uh, two or three others uh, to add to our list. The first um, uh, being, actually, no, sorry, only one more to go because we, we've done the, the others. Uh, the, the last one then, entry then being by uh, Robert Dungan, um, who has posted uh, a, a more more than one actually quite several and the first one though i'd like to to, to draw your attention to rob is is an enormous um multi-shot um uh well it's, it's not really a panorama it's a sort of three multi-shots all blended into one another they're obviously um being shot on a camera that is <laughs> that has film transport problems uh, well yeah <laughs> yes yes i, I believe it, say, it says um and uh it says here these were taken with an agfa ansco sure shot a 1930s or 40s box camera that uses 116 film and he used 120 film adapters um is that, is that, i've never heard of 116 oh, film. I, don't, I don't even know what that is could that, could that yeah. be a typo from 126 maybe i don't no, know no no not at all mm-hmm. there the, there were quite a lot in in the early days of roll film there were quite a few different formats um that the different cameras used um some of them had like autographic film that you'd write on the back of actually was still in the camera um and yeah 116 and i'm sure there are others that i am not familiar with but no that that there are quite a few of the old, um, particularly the old folding cameras um, that take all sorts of uh, weird sizes. But you can um, jam in a roll of 120 into most of these things. And I did that recently with, uh, um, oh, God, what was it? I, I can't remember what the name was off the top of my head, but an old 1920s folding camera. So, yeah, you, you do come across these ones which take these film formats that have been dead for a very very long time hmm. well i tell you what uh, uh i i quite like this i have no idea how a dinosaur got in the middle photo but there you go what do you reckon rob <laughs> i like it. it you know it's obviously each picture was taken you know it's sort of on its own but they kind of work they they almost blend together quite well as a panorama like as a, as a very wide panorama I don't know what it's a portrait of. It's a portrait of a dinosaur, or um, <laughs> is there, on the on the very far right, there's someone with bunny ears on. Could be a good portrait of them. Very it's, unconventional framing. It's what I love about it is, as you said, as it goes across, I mean, it looks as though the dinosaur is actually in conversation with those two guys. That's what I love about that. <laughs> well, I, I love the fact that they look like you know, it's just like a normal day. Yeah, you know, still like, the dinosaur. Just, just chatting, chatting to this dinosaur. Yeah, and as you said, the bunny ears on the far right really yeah. just work so well with that. It's it's those two in particular together just make a great, great weird scene because, yeah. um, I mean, in I, fact, in fact, the the, the right hand, the, the far right hand frame, I really like it because you've got an, of that sort of third. There's a guy on the left with his head in his hands, and on the right, someone with the bunny ears on. I don't know, there's something very kind of surreal about that. I really like it. Yeah, obviously combined with a dinosaur it really tops it off <laughs> <laughs> think what we've got so it seems to be uh, that, that there's a bunch of people who enjoy dressing up and possibly it's a biker gathering as well there's quite a few motorbikes in it as well so I wonder it, yes 
Very strange. Let's have a look if we can find out. Okay, so this this event is held every January to raise funds uh, for wounded EOD personnel. There is a costume contest and then, of course, a plunge into the Rappahannock River. Okay. So there you go. So that, that obviously is a guy in a dinosaur suit. Great. So that is just Bill the Dinosaur. Wonderful. I, I, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it certainly is a, a, a photograph that's provoked conversation. <laughs> okay. Well, if, if that is all of the entries we've got, then I think now, Rob, that means that you have to now choose which is your favourite out of that lot. Now, actually, it, the pressure comes on. So we've got, um, just to recap quickly, Rob, so you've got um, Cole with his awesome Polaroids that he took at the wedding, uh, Neil with his, what was that uh, expression you used for the blurry out of focus black and white stuff? Cause it was cool. Um, well, I don't know if I'm really pronouncing this right, but R.A. Blu-ray bokeh. So uh, Neil with his Harry Bory Loki, Jonas with his uh, portrait of his son and his boss, uh, Bill with the fantastic box picture of um, the couple, uh, Zach with his uh, splendid horse's head pictures, and Robert with his delightful and weird little um, panorama of peculiarity that we've just been talking about. That's a really that's a tough one because those are all such different pictures and they're all kind of portraits, but none of them are all normal ones. It, it, it's tough, but I think it would be only fair seeing as the theme was portraits to really judge and choose what, what could really be classified as, as the best portrait. Because I think, I think that panorama is, is brilliant and it's it's just surreal and excellent and those grainy blurry pictures are excellent also in like in a very abstract way but if we're going to say which is the best picture of a person that perhaps captures something about them um horse's head guy excellent but come on you're at at an advantage if you're taking a self-portrait um so I am going to go with Jonas because there's a couple of excellent pictures there. The picture of his son with the reflection is a really like that. I also really like the picture of his boss because, um, you know, he's, he's told us it's, it's his boss. And actually, you've got a picture there of someone who, who, you know, he looks like he has authority. You can tell there's a, there's a relationship of, you know, this is a confident guy who, who is taking the lead and, and you know, probably telling people what to do in quite an assertive way. You know, there's something about the way he set it up and, and he's achieved something with that, I think. Yeah, so. it's, a, it's a really worthy win. I mean, I think that's that it's just a, a plain great shot. The the, the framing on it, the lighting it really on it. The, the lighting's great. The, the framing's great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really very good, I think. Well, well done, Jonas. Well done. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Thoughts. Um, but I've got great. I, I do love the diversity of shots we got this round. Um, I, I genuinely loved all of them, all so different. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, Jonas's shot. I mean, that would look perfectly at home in you know what business dude magazine. Um, <laughs> what business? <laughs> yeah, what business dude? That's you proving that you've me. never had a job ever, have you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> good, good line. 
Okay, well, all right. So there, there, so so that's that's the easy bit done. Uh, that's the fun that gets the important. Yeah. So so we're going to take a quick break now, and then we're going to come back, and Rob is going to declare me the winner of this round of the Cheap Shots Challenge. <laughs> Right, okay, here is uh, the time we've all been waiting for, um, uh, especially Graham. Um, I do so hope he's not disappointed. Um, he doesn't lose well, everybody. He's really not uh, not not great at letting other people win. Um, nope. But, you know, maybe uh, it, today is a good day to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, I've learned a few or, times before. Or maybe, or maybe it's not, quite frankly. Who knows? Uh, but having said that, uh, of course, the decision is up to our special judgmental guest of the day, Rob. Um, uh, now, I have to say here, in the spirit of full disclosure, um, that I have slightly tried to bias our judge by submitting a portrait of him <laughs> yeah what is as, going as on one with of this? as this one is, of my entries this is outrageous <laughs> no I, i'm pretty comfortable with it i yeah there, there aren't really any rules to this competition are there so i think um well, you know depends yeah. on it you know it's a gamble isn't it it could go either way because rob might like the picture i've taken of him he might dislike the picture i've taken with him so no it's a high stakes game this but i tell you what well you know with over that to rob subject matter i i think you're at an unfair advantage <laughs> <laughs> that clearly that's true mate no, Abs- to absolutely fair, you, you're, you're a, well. you, I, don't, I don't know how you did it you got me after a, a full day in the office actually not looking too much like i'm um, uh, ready to collapse so <laughs> it is a really nice picture in I fact, in fact, I, I'm really impressed because it's half. That's not half frame. It's one tenth, isn't it? And genuinely, that's that's. I'm surprised at that for a one tenth picture. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. amazed just at the, at the quality in terms of. It's not really horribly grainy. It's the colours yeah. are nice. It's. I mean, it even has some separation. You know, there's a bit of um, shallow depth of field there. That's, yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> well, cl- um, clearly some skill has been displayed in the taking of this portrait. Could be, could be. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> could be. What, what about Aid's second picture, Rob? Aid's second picture. I also really like that. I think that there's, I'm, I'm not quite sure what I'm looking at. There's a ring flash, there's a mirror, there's something really clever going on with the, the matching of the circle of the mirror and. The ring. Is that what I'm looking at? Is it, have we got it a is, ring? yeah. So this this yeah. is a shot that yeah. I took at the photography show uh, uh, in Birmingham. And actually, this is taken on uh, uh, an exhibition stand of a company that sells lights. Um, and so this is an LED ring flash. And so that you could see um, what it looked like, you, you could walk up to it on the display stand and you could see in the mirror that they've put in the centre of it, uh, you know, the kind of lighting effect that it had. And I, I liked that. And I thought, you know what, I shall uh, I shall take a photograph of myself. You know, who, who better to take a photograph of in a mirror than uh, oneself? Okay, listen. I, I, I want to make two uh, points. I want to make two points on this, Rob, for you to be thinking about one. 
you and and when we were last talking about the pictures of you know the the other people who entered, you said that self portraits. You know, it's a bit bit of an easy thing when you're the model yourself. So that surely docking points for that. Um, and, and also uh, the way you've positioned the camera aid makes it look like you've got some sort of handlebar moustache going on. Which well, that, <laughs> I mean, that 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 is true. And I also think that there is this probably an, inter- an an interpretation of this where you could say aid is cheating because. Really, a hey, did you buy that ring flash? <laughs> no, that really no, counts not, as cheap shots. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I made use of available light. Oh, uh, available, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that's arguable as well, yeah, I suppose it is. I mean, the thing, is, the thing is, Rob, you could look at that picture of Aid from the photography show, which, you know, I mean, it's all right. But, I mean, there was another picture of Aid taken by me at the photography show. Uh, and, I mean, you know, I'm just saying it doesn't look as though he has a big weird moustache in that picture, does it? Yeah, there, there is that other picture of Aid, isn't there? All the pictures that I took my picture of Aid, I just forgot to take it on a cheap camera <laughs> we just love taking pictures of aid he is just too photogenic that's the problem yes yeah that's a nice picture as well and where are you you look like you might be in a dark room or no that is you're at a photography show again that, that is also in the photography show which is why i wasn't piping up to say that he should be penalized for using artificial <laughs> lights because i was also taking advantage um but it was a hastily grabbed shot uh which uh i think makes up for it, it wasn't a carefully posed shot it was uh, a candid snapperoonie all right well let's make this easier let's eliminate all shots of graham that are taken with artificial light that you didn't pay for so that's both of those out that's aid. Not God, you're terrible. He's the, the he's the other one. <laughs> terrible, Rob. No, I'm talking about both of these pictures. Aid's picture of aid and Graham's picture of aid. Okay, yeah, gotcha. They're both out. All right. Oof. Seems a bit harsh, but sure, sure. Okay. All right. All right. Listen. So there's there's you, we've got several pictures from you, Graham, that I really like. There's a chap with a horse, really really nice. As uh, girl, title of the picture, pole. That's Really nice as well. Looks like looks like natural light lit, or if not, nicely yeah. done with a soft soft box or something. No, it was. It was when we were away on holiday um, for the weekend, a couple of weekends ago. Uh, we went at the centre pot space, and there was this chair by the um, French patio door things, and they're just really nice light. And I got the kids to sit there, and I took a couple of pictures there, yeah. but that was the one that came Love out the best. Light. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, my favourite one from you, Graham, the one that, that is uh, could take it is um, picture that you've titled the Jam Sharks. Uh, two yeah. bads here. I've got a feeling is, is that your partner's boys? No, they're my boys. They're your boys. Sorry, they're your boys. I really the reason I really like this picture is I think it it really captures the kind of like. The, the, the kind of the attitude of boys that age somehow it's like very casual but also kind of with a hint of self self consciousness I don't know there, there's, there's there's something about the age of those kids that's just been like really nicely captured there and that I th- that I think is what we should be looking for in a portrait it's not just a picture of that person but it tells you something about the people and why they've got two of them there so even yeah. better so yeah. I like that. 
Um, and yeah, if we're going to say it's you against Graham, then it's got to be that against the picture of me, even though maybe that's a bit unfair, but it's pretty difficult to get a good picture of me, so you get a lot of credit for that. Um. <laughs> time for time for judgment. Do we do we need to go to an, do we need to go to another break, Rob? So you can do your line. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, everybody. <laughs> oh, this is worse than whatever that jungle program is. Yeah, America's <laughs> Top Model or, or Master Chef or something like that. Anyway, all right. The, after the this break. All right, I thought that was very carefully, and um, I think it's got to go to Graham. Yes! Hank, can we just double-check? You are sure which one of his is Graham now, right? <laughs> Wait, that's the gardener, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah! 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 I'm joking, by the way. I don't think you are Graham. <laughs> so, 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 ah... Bugger. Listen, portraits round a. I, I, I feel, I feel like, yeah, I need to give you some further info on that decision. Go on then. So, I mean, I reiterate your Jam Sharks picture. It's. I think when you when you look at it, yeah, you get a feeling. You get actually get a feeling of the boy's personality. Like that's that. It really comes through, and. Not just that, I like the framing, I like like everything about it, it's great. Um, The picture of of me by Aves, I really like it, and honestly, I don't say that about pictures of myself a lot at all, but genuinely, that's also a really nice picture. It's really nicely lit, and and obviously, I was there, (laughs) I know that it wasn't wasn't actually a very... um, very easy lighting conditions to take a picture in and also you know it was snapped in in a second it was capturing a moment which is also pretty difficult to do Uh, so I'm also really impressed with that I think they're both great all right. Well, thank thank you very much. I I can be, I can be magnanimous in defeat, although it, it does smart a little bit to uh, to lose the portrait round. But Graham, well done, mate. You've clearly made no. You you've clearly made Graham a, a huge effort with this. And and I have to say, um, it, it's difficult to disagree with Rob's decision. Um, seeing a picture of the boys there, um, there there's um, they've clearly inherited their father's attitude, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really pleased you like that because that was we that was an evening. I sort of dragged the boys up to a lo- local woodland, like, "Come on, we're going to do this. You're you're going to pose for these things." Um, and uh, yeah, I completely see what you're getting at, Rob. And it's interesting because when I was going through, my instinct is thinking, "Okay, do you want ones where they? I mean, not that they were anywhere that they both looked super cool and confident, but I think you're right that." having a more honest picture like that where you can see a, a little bit of that self-consciousness coming through is it, it is them that is absolutely them that you're looking at and um ah thank you for the feedback rob i am uh, delighted to have yeah, won this round of the cheap shots <laughs> challenge that makes it 2-1 to me aid yeah it, i guess it i guess it does doesn't it so um we uh i'm going to have to double down next time round, uh and uh Really make sure that I, I up my game. I, I'm not comfortable with losing the portrait one, I have to say. But uh, reluctantly, I have to admit, uh, you were the, you took the better photos this time around. 
pains me Thanks. to say it. Shall, shall, shall we move on? Shall, <laughs> shall we move on? Okay, so yeah, I pains think... me to have to play favourites. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, it doesn't do any harm, Rob. If we need it, if we need to have an extra break in the podcast, doesn't do any harm. You know, builds, build, yeah, builds a, a head of steam for the eventual result, doesn't it? <laughs> I've always listen. What, what's what's the theme for the next cheap shot challenge round? We we will come. I think we'll do that. We'll leave a little little bit of breathing room for AIDS to get over this traumatic defeat um, before we move on to the next round. <laughs> I well, think, and yeah. because I'm going on holiday at the weekend, and, as well. and also because he's going on holiday. But um, but you know, I think this is a perfect transition aid to the next we want to talk about because this is me doing quite well at portrait photography your thing whereas this week you've been taking up a notch with pinhole photography which is something that you, you know it's been my thing before now so uh, how have you been getting on with that <laughs> well uh, mostly it's been your thing because you've had a camera now i've got your camera so it's okay <laughs> 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 and that was the last you ever saw of that <laughs> uh yeah so pinhole photography so i mean we, we've talked quite a lot recently about pinhole photography so um i just uh, wanted to talk about really the results i got uh which are in our Flickr group uh and i think one of them i might have posted on instagram as well i know i posted them, them both on on uh, twitter so i uh i shot two rolls of film in your on do and um do you know what? I have to say, uh, most of my results uh, definitely were good experiments that I've learned from. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure something like 10 out of 12 shots that I took fall into that category. <laughs> well, number number a... 11 was an accident and number 12 actually I thought was quite good fun. <laughs> so number 11 and number 12 got posted. <laughs> so what was it about the other pictures that... Dim, um, I don't know whether disappointed is the word, but what was it about them that you looked at and thought, well, this isn't worth sharing? Um, a couple of things, really. Um, uh, one was uh, the composition. So, and and I recall when I saw them, I recalled that uh, Justin Quinnell, our guest of a few weeks back, had said, actually, make sure you have something right up there in the foreground to give it that sort of you know um, disproportionate. Uh, perspective sizing kind of effect because what you, you what you lose with the pinhole is uh is any kind of depth of field uh because you've got an almost you know an almost infinite depth of field and so you, you've got very little to play with to if you want to create some depth so part of what i learned was that you are, you need to work really really hard in pinhole photography to create depth in an image um so that, so that was lesson number one uh lesson number two was was slightly um uh, uh i don't know quite what happened here but i i was shooting with uh good color negative film so i think one role i shot was ektar which is quite known for its saturation of color and the other i shot was portra which is less saturated but still you know a good colorful film and you know what? They came out pretty bland. And so there may be a technical thing here. I don't know if I overexposed them or whether I underexposed them. I, I, I don't know, really. Um, that was the second lesson, though, is that most of them didn't come out very colourful. Uh, uh, except for the one that I used flash on, which is my favourite one, even though the subject is, you know, it just happens to be a couple of things that were on my desk. <laughs> but that's come out really colourful. Have you... um? So have you just looked at them straight from the scans that you got sent or have you mucked around with them at all? 
Uh, no, so uh, they uh, certainly a, a bit of both, but the the one I posted. So there was an accidental double exposure. So um, which which happened to be I was at a, a family gathering and I took a photograph of some people in the room and then I took a photo looking out the window and I accidentally overexposed them. So what you've got there is a photograph of the inside and the outside of the room all in the one frame, which I'm quite <laughs> pleased with. <laughs> I really like that picture. Yeah. Oh, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, it's actually because you could all, almost look at it and think that you were in a sort of half inside, half out. You know, it looks like someone's torn down the wall. Yeah. It, it's it's not obviously a mistake. It actually looks quite nicely. You know, it makes you stop and wonder what you're looking at. Yeah, well, well, thank you very much. But it's um, so. But to get it to look like that, though, I mean, it, we, I had to in Lightroom, I had to dehaze it some and you know, to give it some more contrast, and I had to boost the saturation as well. So the the scans as they came back were weren't great, um, although they were uh, they were hand <coughs> scanned. So uh, and which could go both ways, I suppose. That could mean that actually more attention was paid, or it could mean that just uh, all that you know uh fewer settings were tweaked to make them look good i don't know but uh, how much um allowance were you making for reciprocity failure in those uh i was i was des- definitely trying uh so i was um anything sort of more than a, a couple of seconds was getting uh was getting double time uh, or maybe mm-hmm. double time and a half maybe so you know so uh, a stop and a half more maybe and anything that was was much longer you know the indoor ones which were kicking up around a minute or something like that i i i was or 30 seconds i was giving um plenty of extra time to a couple of stops extra time Mm-hmm. And the thing that I would say is that it, it might be that you need to be perhaps a little bit more um, uh, vigorous with some of your Lightroom um, actions on it than you're perhaps used to being with the other stuff. Uh, so I'm just very quickly looking at some of the stuff, um, if I can find them in my catalogue on Lightroom, which is coming very, very slowly. Um I've certainly found in the past with both black and white and with the color film that the scans you get back do tend to be quite um, quite flat and dull. And so I find that you, know, you do have to quite often pump them up really hard to if you want to have more punchy colors in them, um, whether it's through um, uh, punching up, as you said, the, the, the saturation or the contrast or um, even whacking up the clarity. They, they do. I certainly go in harder on them than I would do with any other photo. Because, of course, you haven't you're not using a lens with um, coatings on and stuff like that for these films. Um, so I, I wonder whether that might be part of the um, reason. Um, the um, first lot that I think I shot on um, uh, the Acros, um, yeah, I, on all of them I've gone through and, and really pushed the levels quite hard um, to get the the look that I wanted from it. Um, so it might just be that you need to get a little bit more cavalier with um, the post-processing to just bring out yeah. what you want. At the end of the day, we, I mean, we're talking about negative film, aren't we, with both yeah. colour and black and white. And then there's no such thing as a straight scan of negative film, whether it's colour or black and white. Any negative film, however you scan it, some decisions have to be made about contrast and where you want your black point and white point to be. There's no such thing as a, you know, as a straight scan. If, if you're relying on your lab to scan it for you and you're happy with what they send you, 
rest assured that a different lab would give you a picture from the same negative, which wouldn't look quite the same. And I think probably particularly with pinhole photography, when those negatives come through and they look at them, they probably, on the, to go on the safe side, they probably say, well, just, just give them a flat scan. Yeah, look, okay. They're right. contrasting. I, I think that might, and to be fair, Graham, and A, sorry, I know which lab you use, and, I, and, and I've used them a couple of times, and they've always given me completely flat scans, whatever I've sent them, and they've needed loads of extra. See, that, that's uh, interesting. That's interesting because the same lab did that portrait of you that we've just been talking about, and that's got mm-hmm. pretty much no change on it at all. Yeah, but but I mean, remember how how uh, contrasty the light would have been in that situation. See, that was a very contrasty light situation. Yeah, that's true. That's and, true. And, and that, they've probably given you a flat scan, and it's and it's come out as, as something which would have looked flat in a flatter light situation. But in that situation, it's actually gone to your advantage. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can see that. All right. Well, I'll I'll go back and have a look look at that then. Uh, just at the other one, the one that was my favourite is the picture of uh, some things, some items on the on the, on my desk. Uh, there's a little toy red camper van, uh, a box of pencils, uh, a Yashica mat 124G, which happens to be owned by M from Emulsive. <laughs> Um, and happened and, and happens to be with me at the moment for fun and some headphones i mean that that was i, I haven't tweaked that at all that 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 really bright and contra, uh, contrasty and, and colorful photograph is straight from the scan um, but that's the one where i was playing with flash so so i set the uh, the camera on the desk uh we we uh, you know composing as, as 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 you ever do with these pinholes which is just sort of having a look at the guidelines and seeing what might be in the field of view um and then i started popping away with the flash i thought well what direction do i want the light to come from and i thought to myself well actually i want it to be fairly level and i want it to be um from camera right so i just got out uh, a standard speed light uh, stuck it on full power and started popping away um uh, to to get the exposure and i'm really pleased with the way that that's come out um it's uh, uh not a lot of science to it i i did actually work out the exposure so we, we were talking i think last week or the week before about flash exposures being primarily about the aperture so i thought to myself okay well i've got a camera here with an aperture of f133 and i've got a 400 speed film in it <laughs> so how many full power flash flashes at, le- at about a foot distance do i think i might need so um uh and it was uh it was a calculation based around uh, a flash meter uh reading it's turned out really nicely as you said the colors in that um, are much punchier um it's it's inspiring to think that that uh, flash can really have such so how many pops with the flash did it take to take that oh do i look like the sort of person that writes notes so (laughs) i i literally gave you a photo memo book you swine yeah that's true keeping records in i do have a beautiful and pristine (laughs) (laughs) mike padua shoot film co photo memo book that was a gift from you you're absolutely right um but uh i choose to see that as an investment uh that will appreciate in uh, in time only if i don't use it (laughs) <laughs> no i will use it uh it's under a pile of other stuff probably just off camera right actually <laughs> um the uh so what i the process that i use is that i thought i said okay right uh i i need to figure out uh what 
my exposure needs to be how how many pops so what i did was i put the flash where i was going to have the flash and i and i put uh the flash meter in front of of you know the the scene in in the scene and uh i registered um i registered the power of a full power flash and what aperture that gave me and i added i think i needed to add three stops or something like that and then uh i realized of course that what i would get if i just did three stops and then closed it because it was a re deliberately a reasonably dark room um i wouldn't get any ambient and so i did my flash pops and then i left it um to to soak up the ambient light for where the flash hadn't gone so what you've got there <laughs> if i may say so is a, is an extremely good balance of ambient light and flash photography with a pinhole camera <laughs> you've done very well Aid. i think it's uh, yeah it's good i'm looking forward to have you got another role on the go at the moment and um, i don't at the moment uh no so um i i'm uh i'm shooting the holger this week for the first time in ages and that's that's fun um uh but uh no i haven't got i i'm debating what to do with it next actually so i, I i'll put a role in it when i think i know what i'm going to shoot next that sounds good well i look forward to it. i hope you do more of this flash stuff because uh, uh that's pretty cool I, yeah i know you were talking about maybe even taking it out uh, on your trip to new york with you so I I have thought about that. Yes, actually, uh, I, I'm I'm still mulling over that uh, whether uh, my my main film camera will be the Ondu or a Holger. Um, I'm quite liking the I'm quite liking the Holger idea because it weighs absolutely nothing, and I'm going to be walking around all the time. And I'm going to have to carry kids' stuff with me as well, so it's it's not like I can just have my camera bag and that's it. Um, oh, it's, that sounds okay. Actually, Aid, that um, I'm going to throw this in quickly here because that ties in quite nicely with an email we've had, which might be of interest to people. Um, I forgot to say I had emails, Aid. Guess what? I have got emails. Um, we've had an email from Bill Lehman, um, who has been in touch before, and uh, Bill wrote to point out a couple of things that he thought might be of interest to you. Um, he said I was, I was surfing around the web and found a couple of things for Aid. Um, the first one is, and I don't think we've talked about this before. Um, but I could be wrong, um, is the fact that the uh, Holger um, moulds have been bought and um, and uh, they're coming back again. Did we talk about that in the past days? I can't remember whether we did or not. Uh, um, it's, it's not news to me. Um, uh, I think I knew that already. Uh, whether or not we've talked about it on the show, I cannot recall. Uh, like a good politician, I cannot recall any of that. <laughs> no, but still, um, good news because the Holgers are well, the Holgers are definitely Holgers, and um, they are good fun to shoot with. And it's nice to know that they will be coming back. It seemed crazy to me that they were stopping making them in the first place because <laughs> the overheads cannot have been high, um, and uh, China pumps out so much plastic stuff all the time um it seemed bonkers that there wasn't room for this one there but uh yeah hopefully they'll be available starting this summer and the other thing um bill wanted to ask if you had were aware of and it is a thing i know you're aware of this because we've t definitely talked about this is the mint camera um i think this was after bill has been listening to you complaining about your fuji instax and he wondered whether the mint camera might be more fitting but um you you not taken the plunge on that one yet have you no but but uh yeah th thanks bill um it's always uh, uh it's always good to be reminded about cameras i can buy 
yeah um yeah so the, the mint is interesting i, I would love to ha- have a go uh with the mint uh, fun enough actually having uh my first ever tlr um on loan at the moment actually is um it is proving interesting um i'm i'm struggling at the moment to get to grips with it still uh it is that the whole um yeah just the whole ergonomics of it i'm i'm struggling with i need to put more time and effort into it um the mint uh, the, the mint seemed like a, a really interesting camera actually um uh fun um but um uh it's so expensive i think yeah. it, it makes lamography cameras seem really good value for money um rob <laughs> you you're a, an instant shooter you've done quite a lot of stuff with polaroid in the past haven't you i've done a bit yeah yeah i've done a bit have you mucked around with any of the Instax stuff? Um, do you know what? I haven't, I haven't really yet. I did actually back the um, the Joybook. Ah, Joybook yeah. yeah, of course. You, you're the one that brought Camera. it to my attention, aren't you? I think I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did. And um, I'll, I'll be totally honest about um, my backing of the uh, Joybook camera <laughs> was mostly because I thought, oh, that's going to be quite a nice, easy-to-modify camera if 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 the you know cartridge holder and the little developer the rollers and whatever method that you you use to actually pull the film through the rollers is made of cardboard then that will be extremely easy to cut up and attach to the back of a tlr or or, <laughs> or, or anything else yeah <laughs> which is what i'm more likely to want to do with it or or i might take my jolly look and take off the little plastic lens and take a lens off an old folding camera of a similar focal length and, and put that on and have a slide. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll see when it gets it. I'm going to yes. experiment with it. Yeah, I think that there the, the does seem to be a lot of opportunity to muck around with stuff like that with them because you said it's made out of cardboard, so um, get an exacto knife on there yeah, and exactly. go to town with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah. There. There endeth my lessons uh, from experimenting with pinhole. I. I tell you what. What I take away with it though is I do want to do more. And um, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the show or not. But I did end up uh, ordering a reality so subtle six by twelve. Um, uh, sadly, it's not with me yet. Uh, I'm waiting on a production run, and it should be uh, it should arrive actually in about two weeks' time, I think. So um, I'm definitely in the mood to do more pinhole stuff, and uh, you know, I have my own camera on the way, which is exciting. Awesome! Cool. I, I am looking forward to seeing what you do with the future of that aid. I'm glad you've got got bitten by the pinhole bug at last um next inevitable step is going to be home development now i've got you onto pinhole home development can't be far away <laughs> oh well let's 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 take one step at a time the thing is yeah i mean cause i've done more color lately than i have done black and white and so last night when i had to develop this role of hp5 plus which is what i used to shoot my portraits um and because after making two very bad film choices with that camera i thought i'm just gonna go with the safest option good old hp5 plus and it did not let me down um but developing black and white it was so easy and quick that i found myself thinking have i have i forgotten a step have i just really messed something up because this feels like it's too easy to do but uh yeah black and white is just so easy aid you need to get on that graham how do you do your scanning because I, I quite like developing, but what puts me off is I don't like sitting in front of the computer for hours doing scanning. Um, it's, I don't find it that well. I mean, I found it time-consuming this morning because I went sat down to use my scanner. I found that 
for some reason, Windows had deleted my scanning app off my computer. Thanks, Windows. So I had to go yes. to get that redone. But um, I use uh, an Epson, an old Epson V500 flatbed scanner and uh, the Epson scan software. And it's pretty easy. I it, scan it in. You scan in 12 um, frames at a time in two strips. And it... Um, crops them all and chops them all up for you and you know as you said earlier Robert applies what it thinks is the right scan level to it you can go in and adjust that but most of the time if it looks about right I don't bother because I'm going to adjust it afterwards anyway um it doesn't take too long to scan it in and then once it's scanned in I just wham them all into Lightroom um to do any adjustments needed and then invariably from Lightroom they then get exported to uh photoshop elephants because i have to remove all the dust that i put on them but um it's not yeah it's not particularly time consuming i suppose it's only a problem if you let quite a lot build up in one go um but yeah i don't find it too bad and to be to be fair mate uh, yeah, uh, i suspect rob's shooting rate is higher than yours well most people's shooting rate is higher than mine <laughs> i mean you can get things mm. like the old um Nikon cool scans, which will do 35 millimeter far quicker, but it only does 35 millimeter. So that's the trade-off. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to get. Do you know the Kodak Pacon scanner? I'm not familiar with that. 35. It, it, it's amazing. It'll do a roll of 35 mil in I don't know a, a minute or two, and the resolution is not huge. It's about you know 2,000. On the long edge or whatever, but they are yeah. really fantastic. But people have caught onto them in the past year or so, and the, and the price is really skyrocketed to something which I can't quite justify <laughs> at the moment. But um, look into them; they're really fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's something I've been tempted by before, but I, yeah, for me, I don't find scanning um, particularly a problem. You know, it's just getting around to it. I know my mum's been nagging me. I, I developed a roll of film for her some months ago, and I still haven't scanned in all the pictures. So I need to get my acting gear a bit with that one. But yeah, it's not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. Well, and I tell you what, just a, a quick update on our guest from last week, Abe Fetic, who has a Kickstarter for a thing called Film Lab, uh, which we talked about. Mm. Um, he uh, follow following uh, his uh, exposure on our podcast. Uh, he <laughs> no, so, no oh, this is this is true. This is true. <laughs> yeah. following his ex- follow, following his exposure on our podcast. Uh, his Kickstarter has more than met its goal now. So currently, as I look at it, he's got nearly thirteen hundred backers. Just think about 1,300 people who are interested in a film scanning product. And uh, his total pledges are over $25,000 now. So he oh, is, that's great news. He is, yeah, so Abe is fully funded and ready to roll. Um, so uh, we will, of course, you know, to, to help Rob out uh, and me um, and everybody else, of course, as well. Um, we will have, hopefully, in the not-too-distant future, uh, a production version of the Film Lab app uh, that will allow us all to to scan our own negatives uh, with you know, handheld devices. That will make life a lot easier, that's for sure. Um, should we talk about bad news for a minute? Oh, yeah, I like bad news. Um, I'm not sure whether this is completely confirmed, but there is a rumour that Fuji is discontinuing all lines of Superior apart from 400. Have you heard anything about this? I no. did. 
I did. <sighs> now, where did I see that come up? Was it? Uh, I think I saw it on Twitter actually. Um, the the uh, I and again, it 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 seemed inconclusive, didn't it? it I, mm-hmm. I think there was a Twitter. There was a tweet that led to a blog post somewhere, and it said it's it's all a bit unconfirmed because Fuji is saying, you know, they they've discontinued some of the higher speed uh, superior film. I think the eight hundred and sixteen hundred already, and yet it's still readily available, and and they've never announced it. It was sort of just went quietly away. So I don't really know. I don't really think I've got to the bottom of this at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start panic buying now, though. <laughs> Start panic buying now, yeah. Well, that would be a real shame because I, I love Superior. Superior 200 and 400 are just awesome films. Um, you know, they, they are... Yeah, they're, they're not what they're, what are marketed as pro films, but I, I love the colouring of them. Um, and, uh, you know, it's... Um, I don't know, maybe it's... Uh, maybe it's because uh, my dad shot them when I was a kid or something, but they remar- I, I like to shoot them as holiday films. <laughs> Yeah, holiday snaps and superior are just awesome. Yeah, well, it, it would be unsurprising, unfortunately, if this was a move that um, Fuji had made. But let's let's hope it's not. Um, but you were saying it looks like they will continue to do the four hundred and two hundred, or is it all going to get shuttered? Well, what I heard was that the four hundred would keep going, the two hundred was getting sh- shut down, but they they would continue to offer um, the film that's called Fuji. It's just Fuji C200, Color 200, so not not Superior 200, but C200, yeah. which is the same film that is rebranded as Agfa Bozo um, uh, 200-speed film in Pound Labs, Pound Roll. It's the same film. So it's yeah. like, ah, that'll explain. Which, which is great film. Genuinely, it's a really good film. That'll explain you, uh, Yeah, that'll explain why I saw on Twitter just this evening... Um, that the Poundland film is being discontinued. Uh, yeah, that that would figure because it wouldn't make sense for them to continue supplying it to Agfa and also be selling it at a higher premium, possibly. Yeah, that, mm. that, that, that that's a shame. So the, the the same film will be available, but you're going to be paying a little bit more. Yeah, I think I will be going to Poundland tomorrow to clear out whatever I can find. If this is being taken away from me, I'm going to go and fill my basket with one pound rolls of film whilst I still can. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I have to admit, I as you said, I thought that the um, the sixteen hundred I think was already discontinued, wasn't it? Um, I think the eight hundred was still around, but you've. I very rarely see it these days, but if they're if they're still doing the four hundred, um, and that stuff can be pushed and pulled around a bit anyway, um, you know, I mean, it's it's always yeah. a shame when we lose it, films. Eight hundred and sixteen hundred, still loads of it available online. Um, there's also in sixteen hundred, there's Natura sixteen hundred, which I think is exactly the same as Superior. It's just branded differently for a different market. So here, you know, in Europe and I guess in the US we have Superior 1600 whereas in Japan they sell Natura 1600, same film I think but presumably if that line is closing down it means both of those brands will close down well uh, good to I know. mean again I, I, I don't think this has actually been confirmed by Fuji, it hasn't been an official sort of you know press release or something like that so we don't know for sure yet you're the bearer of bad news, Rob. Well, 
Yeah, it's tough. We don't, we don't ever seem to hear a lot of good news from Fuji, do we? Uh, although, of course, they have launched the new Square Instax. <laughs> oh, yeah, good news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right mo- mo- moving swiftly on. Uh, right, we have a quick break and we'll come back with some shout outs. Right, I am claiming first go at the shoutouts this week, and uh, this is a call to action for all our loyal and our disloyal listeners. Um, so, uh, many of you uh, will have heard of uh, a web community called Immersive Film, and of course, uh, it's uh, proprietor, I guess, or founder, or both, uh, known as M. Uh, now, uh this is a fantastic website and if i actually rob have you actually been uh featured on on immersive um yeah yeah. i I did write a little thing on immersive for some infrared shots i did in mexico ah Uh, that's right the 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 mexican pyramid ones that's the one yeah it's all on there Loved, loved those photos. So, anyway, uh, our shout-out this week is uh, to M himself, who is going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. Now, this is a man who is... is I don't know whether it's fair to say, you guys, whether you think he's shrouded in mystery, uh, but certainly his line today has been he'd much rather let the work speak for itself rather than him being a, a particular personality. Um, he is going to be a guest on our show. So uh, I'm guessing many of us are, have not heard his voice before. Um, so uh, M is going to guest on our show in two weeks time. So this being show 51, he's going to be on 53. And he said that he quite often uh, gets uh, asked questions um, and uh, yeah, about who he is and what he's up to and things like that. Um, and he's invited everybody who listens to the show to submit questions, uh, which he will do his best to answer uh, when he guests with us in a fortnight's time. So uh, our call to action for you guys this week is please uh, to tweet uh, to us uh, or to email to us uh, questions for M. Uh, if you want to use the hashtag, hashtag Q and M, uh, Q A N D E M, uh, that'd be great. Uh, or simply uh, tag me at Sunny Sixteen Podcast uh, in the tweet, and uh, we will collect up those questions. Uh, the email, of course, is Sunny Sixteen Podcast at uh, gmail dot com. And uh, Graham, I think it's is it fair to say that there's a slightly smaller presence for Emulsive Film on Instagram yeah this definitely twitter is where um all of the action is really going on and to be honest given how much action that there is going on on twitter it's not surprising that m does not have time to also focus much on instagram um but they're they're there and also there's a lot of people who use instagram who are using twitter anyway but i'm i'm really looking forward to having m on the show because um the resource that's been created there and all the interesting people that he's had on and being interviewed there over the years and um, Rob. that's great and and also Rob. I mean, I'm thinking Rob primarily. Um, yeah, it's it's great because the amount of work that gets put into that site and uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Cannot wait to grill him. I'm going to be getting some really hard questions to really put him on the ropes. Um, that's my plan anyway. <laughs> I don't think he's the real burial. <laughs> 
Okay, all right. Well, there you go, everybody. Uh, there, there's uh, your call to action. Please send us uh, your questions uh, for M, and we will do our best uh, to put him through the mangle uh, when he joins us on the show. Right, over to Rob. Rob, you have for us a shout-out this week. I've got one shout-out, yeah. Um, I discovered a really, really nice little lab. I haven't been in there in person. I'm using them, uh, posting films to a lab which is called John Salem Photographic. I'm sending my E6 um, colour infrared stuff to John and he's just brilliant. He's always in communication with me via email, does a really good job. Everything's hand developed and, uh, you know, if you've got any special requests or anything like that, he will, um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a really good lab. And I, I, like, if you do happen to have any colour infrared stuff, or any E6 stuff that you're quite particular about and you want someone to do a really good job with it, um, send them to John. He's based in Southend-on-Sea, I think. Checking his website now. Yeah, and he usually gets things turned around in a couple of days. Uh, he's quite busy. I think he's got quite a lot of loyal customers. But, uh, yeah, that's my shout-out for the day. Okay, great. Thanks very much. Yeah, I have a I have a look at that. Um, uh, right, over to Graham then. Uh, Graham, apparently we have some emails. Yeah, the email I've got this week is from Mike Gutterman, um, who we gave a shout out to last week because Mike was um, had picked up a camera for the Cheap Shots Challenge. So hopefully he's going to be ready to go for it next time. Um, and apparently it is the uh, SF1N model. Oh, Rob's just falling down the stairs again. Um, from the late 80s, um, a surprisingly capable camera that feels really well made for a plastic autofocus camera. Um, apparently they go very cheap on eBay. Uh um apparently rob um mike works in a ford factory and anything to keep his mind off the robotic nature of factory work is a godsend so that's the gap that we're we're filling i am in the process of making my own ring flashlight out of led flashlights um and not only was he in the process of he has finished this so if you go on to instagram and um I think it's at Gutterman on Instagram. I will just double check that uh, one second because I was looking at this picture just one second ago. Um, yeah, at Gutterman photo. Uh, there is this great, really Heath Robinson <laughs> ring flash made out of uh, one, two, three, four, five. I think 10. Yeah, no, more than 10. 11 uh, flashlights all um, zip tied around the lens of his camera. It's a pretty awesome looking sight. I'm not sure how heavy that must make the camera, but um, I strongly approve of it. I cannot wait to see some pictures come from this great cheap flash. Um, so that's fantastic. Um, I also want to say thank you very much to Mike because he left us an iTunes review this week. Um, really appreciate it when people take the time to do that. It helps us get a bit more visibility on iTunes, which is always desperately hard to get. Uh, and in the same vein, I want to say thank you very much to um, Nebo Fever for leaving us an, uh, an iTunes review this week. Um, and uh, I, we know Nebo Fever very well from Instagram. Um, it's at, uh, at Nebo Fever Jason on Instagram, who's been showing some really nice black and white pictures lately on Instagram. So um, check that out. And thank you again for the iTunes review. Uh, even it says in there, some of our humour is grown worthy. I think he's referring to yours, then, Aid, in that. Cause mine's all. Uh, yeah, funny. I've never heard you say anything funny ever. <laughs> So clear, clearly it must be mine. 
<laughs> okay all right so uh yeah do you know what i i saw the photo of uh mike's camera with all of those flashlights um that looks like something that mad max would carry and not not the <laughs> the rubbish modern mad max movies you know back in the day you know when it, uh, in mel gibson in his prime so i'm looking forward to seeing the results of that right okay well i tell you what uh gentlemen i think that draws our show for this week to a close unless is there any other business graham uh, no, I think we've covered everything. I think we're reasonably up to date. Somebody will no doubt get in touch to tell me that I've forgotten umpteen things, but um, let's call it up to date for this week. Okay. Anything? Any other business from Rob? No other business for now. I think. Yeah, okay. Well, we're in that case, I will attempt to draw this meeting to an orderly close. Although, quite why we need order in it now, I have no idea. <laughs> so, you can get in touch with us uh, at Sunny Sixteen Podcast uh, on instagram twitter uh we have the sunny 16 podcast Flickr group and thank you uh for those of you posting photos there we've got nearly a thousand photos now in our Flickr group um you can of course email us as graham has just ably demonstrated at sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com as ever we like to say thank you to chris at pixelatedphotographer.com uh, for hosting the podcast and uh, for hosting the longer form conversations uh, of which our cheap shots challenges is a part uh, we'd like to say thank you to bill for the show notes uh, and we would like to say thank you to uh, rachel and her band rocha uh, for the music that we use in the podcast uh, check out their latest album promises i should have kept on amazon or, or itunes uh, that's it i think chaps so i shall just say we'll see you next week goodbye bye bye Feeling good. Uh, die happy now. I mean, hopefully not anytime soon, but you know. <laughs> well, I'm very glad that you're happy. It makes me happy that you're happy. In fact, it, I'd go so far as to say that, you know, I, 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 I'm glad you've won. <laughs> I find that incredibly hard to believe. I really do. <laughs>